0: Hey friends, welcome to Recovering with Danny. I'm your host, Danielle Van Kay, and this podcast is all about eating disorder recovery, being a single 30-something, navigating the dating scene, and going through, you know, an existential crisis or two. My goal as an eating disorder recovery coach is to help you start living the life you have always dreamt of. Welcome to the show. hey guys okay this is a bit of a different introduction because i just i have to laugh right now because it's actually not funny at all but i've been uh crying i've been crying it's not been my day i've had an awful day today is gonna be a QA which rhymes i i know she keeps being a poet but um okay i'll tell you just full f- i mean everyone who's been listening to my podcast now I feel like you guys know so much about me I maybe am an overshare but you know what I love following people who overshare I if I can make have if I can make someone feel less alone my job is already done so let's go and backtrack a bit so we're, t- we're g- going to talk about my dating life, just FYI, in case you don't want to listen to that. Just fast forward uh, to whatever minute, but I have been single for quite some time. Um, I've been in a lot of situationships. If you don't know what a situationship is, it is pretty much, it kind of like says it would, like it is, it's a situation and then it's a, it's, a, it's a hybrid between a relationship and a situation. It's basically when whenever people are not willing to commit. can be due to the fact that, you know, age or because they just honestly, they don't like you that much. Or they're not willing to settle down. Now, I've been in a lot of situationships in the past years. And I've done that, to be honest to myself, because I... I just overlooked so many red flags. You know, when you're in a situation ship or in a relationship with it, which, which is very toxic, you have these love goggles on and you don't really see it. And thank God I have friends who would say, hey, Denny, you know, this, that and the other. Why are you, n- why are you not addressing that? So I just need to now say something that makes me cry because I... I've been... I just got out of something. It wasn't... It was not even something. It was... (sighs) Guys, I... Dating is just a nightmare currently for me. And I know... that Like, this is not the end of the world at all. But I... Have a certain trajectory that I also have in mind. I am 33. I do want to have a family. I do want to get married. I have... Certain dreams. I mean, my de- the biggest dream in my life, which was one of the questions, um, because I, you guys, sent a lot of personal questions, and also a lot of recovery questions. Was what is your biggest dream in life? I feel like I've already achieved that with my work, and I'm still achieving that. And there are so many things that I'm still working on, but I won't, I won't reveal them here because they're kind of like hush hush, a little secret. But I feel like I'm already doing my life, like my job is, is just so, so fulfilling. But what my actual dream is for the future is, I know this sounds so cliche, and I think I might have, um, I don't know, I feel like I've already mentioned this somewhere, but my dream is to be asked to get married to someone, so a- AK that someone proposes to me, and then also have a kid. And I never thought I would say this because I was always very much on the fence of wanting to have kids. Well, guess what? My biological clock is ticking like nothing else. And that scares me because I do know that, you know, my I'm a woman. My I, 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 will, I know there's, you know, so many options these days. I know IVF and a lot of my friends are in their mid to late 30s having kids now. But I know with my past and with Lyme, it's not going to be maybe as easy. But who knows? Maybe it's going to be super easy. But my dating life has been very, very tragic. It's been very tragic. So my ex, my, you know, my actual ex-ex. So that was five, almost five and a half years ago, I think. He was amazing. And I broke, We well, we mutually decided to break up. Because I had to spread my wings and fly. I had to live life and i did that all of that and um fast forward now so many years later like i said i've been in many situationships usually they would end after between month month one and month three so it would would usually be between one and three months and the reason why i'm sad today is because it's just i'm dating so much and it's not working and I stumbled upon this reel from Lainey Molnair, I think her name is. On uh, She's a influencer in a, um, and she actually lives in uh, Amsterdam. I love her account. She is so open as well about dating. And she said the exact same thing at the right time. And her video was basically about, I am dating, but it's not working. And what happens is, is that... I am dating guys, and they really enjoy their time with me, and they like me, but they don't like themselves with me, and I don't like them, so they walk out. So basically, how she explained, she, I mean, you have to watch the video, it's just so good, it's a real, just go on her account, go to her reels, it's basically what she says, is that she has a lot of, she did a lot of inner work, a lot of healing, a lot of... Uh, she's very good with her own company. I'm exactly the same. I'm very comfortable with myself. And I'm very, uh, I know that I'm a good communicator, all that. And she basically said the same thing about herself. So the guys that she will date have to meet her at this certain standard. But they can't do that. So what happens? They don't like themselves being with her because they realize. I can't meet her at those standards. And so they walk out. And of course she doesn't like that either. Because she's like. Dude I am willing to help you on this journey. Of communicating and blah 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 blah. But they don't like that. Because it's like a mirror that you're holding in front of them. And so they will. You know. Do all the self-sabotaging behaviors. Of walking out of something that actually could be good. That's my. That's literally my story. Uh, And this I mean. Maybe not to toot my own horn. Absolutely not. But I know I'm very secure with myself. I know, you know, my my job is very secure. My, um, I know that this will go on for the rest of my life. I know that what I'm doing as a coach is my life's passion. I know it's. I, I know this might sound weird, but I know I'm good at it. Um, and so, as a communicator as well as as just a human being, I think I'm a very secure person anyway, so all these dates so far, and I've been on so many right now. I mean, I, I think we're hitting the over the 200 mark. And yes, I know that's a lot. But you know what? They're not going to knock on your door. So you have to get out there. It's not that I'm not doing the work. It's I'm doing the fucking work. It's it's just so sad that I can't. And you don't have to feel sad for me. This is like I ha- I'm have. i having a self-pity party right now. Um. And so, you know, it's, it's, I came out of a situation yet again where I thought this could potentially work. And now, in hindsight, I again overlooked so many kind of not red flags necessarily, but more so of, oh, I really wanted, wanted them to meet me at my standards, at my, for instance, communication levels. And they couldn't do that. And so they actually expressed that. And I was like, I'm willing to make it work, but they don't like themselves. With me, so they walk out. So this is continuously my story, and you know I'm not gonna cry on my own podcast because I've already cried so much. But so my d- biggest dream for that person who asked is to find my soulmate, to find my best friend who I have amazing communication with, who I've, uh, who I'm attracted to, and then potentially raise a kid together i I would even i would i would even say i am i could be a very cool stepmom i don't even have a long checklist whatsoever i know that a lot of people probably think oh she's she's still single because she's so critical of all the men that she's dating no the actually my non-negotiables are very very simple very not not simple but simple for me and very short Communication is a very broad thing. But for me, if you can't communicate, what is your relationship even all about? You know, for me, communication is just so vital. And I've had a lot of struggles with that with guys. And with my girlfriends, for instance, the communication just flows so naturally. And I know this is so dumb to say, but I've always said if I could change my sexuality... I wish I was, you know, it could go for girls, and now I do know that the grass is absolutely not greener on the other side because I know that, you know, people who who are bi, gay, all from all, like from the whole LGBTQ, blah blah blah, blah community. I sorry guys, I don't know the all the all the abbreviations. They will say, "Girl, seriously, it's it's not, it's it's same here, same story." So I know, I know, but. It's just fascinating that when there's no interior motive with my friends, it's just so easy with communication. And now, having said that, not with everyone, of course, but I mean, I talk for a fucking living. I'm texting every single day with my clients, how everyone is on their phone. For me, sending a message, just a simple, to give you an example, if someone is busy and I'm busy a lot, I would say I'm very busy today, but I will check in with you later today or respond later today. So that's just for me, a level of communication that is not, is that too much to ask? Guys, just let me know. Is that too much to ask? I don't think so, is it? Right? And then on top of that, which, and then I'm going to stop this rant, I Oh God, I'm going to regret saying even this all on a fucking podcast. that's going to be broadcasted and probably be here for the rest of my life. But you know what? Like I said, the, the the guy that I'm going to end up with will have to accept that I am not a public figure at all. But I, I am sharing a lot of, of my life. And it, like I said, I'm doing that because I know so many of you writing my DMs and say, Thank you, Danny, for sharing this because it makes me feel less alone. But I recently made a TikTok video about this. And I should maybe do more dating videos. Because within a couple of hours it had more more than 2,000 likes. uh, Or not likes. uh, 2,000 views. Now I don't know anything about the TikTok algorithm. But I know that dating and you know that's quite popular. But I'm not running a dating show here. But you know maybe I'll just sprinkle in some dating information in there. But I just can't stand the lies anymore. I just the lying for me has really broken me um and i have a dad who is very good at lying my dad will never listen to this podcast so this will not come back to him but um and i will even tell it uh, this to his face but i so my view on men is already kind of you know not the best and then on top of that i've been lied to now for years The things like oh my god i want to spend the rest of my life with you i want to take trips with you i want to do this and that basically everything that a girl wants to hear and then they didn't care about me at all or they didn't like me in the end or they were so delusional in the moment they thought okay i actually could see myself doing that and they changed their minds but anyway i am just I'm, I've am i been burned and I'm burned out by dating. And, you know, thank God. It's not thank God, but also thank God my best friend is going through the same thing as I am. She's just recently single and we're kind of trauma bonding in this sense. And uh, so we feel less alone and we cry with each other. We talk about this all. We just, you know, we do a lot of meetups. We meet a lot of new people And it's never an issue with meeting new girls. It's always so fun and so easy. It's just with the guys that we're We have romantic interest in. I just, it's not working. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm feeling very emotional. I'm not even on my period. Can you imagine that? I'm just feeling very defeated right now. And I i honestly, I thought I'm not going to share this. But considering someone said, what is your biggest dream? I thought, you know what? I'm just going to rant away about my dating life. This is probably going to be the longest episode that I recorded in a while. Because I have a lot of questions to go through. But... My dream is keep doing the work that I'm doing, but then expanding it. So expanding my business. And like I said, I have so many business ventures. Of course, my health is one of the, I mean, the hardest things to deal with, but I don't think I have. Yes, of course, I can wish for amazing health, but the reality of it all is that I have chronic Lyme disease. So there's that. And I feel like I'm doing pretty fine. Um, And I'm dealing pretty well with the pain uh, attacks. And so thank God for Western medicine. And then, like I said, yeah, my actual dream dream is finding my soulmate. Like finding, and I know that's so cliche, but just finding that person to spend the rest of my life with and have a kid with. So... That's that's my answer to the first question. Wow, that I'm a, oh my god, I'm talking for fifteen minutes. I'm so sorry for anyone who's like girl, just wrap it the fuck up. Let's go to the next question. So and and sh- so shall <laughs> we shall. I'm sorry. Okay, next question. Now again, I had so many and it's hard to always to choose which ones I should answer. Uh, but let's go to. Night eating. So this person is just saying night eating. No, like nothing else. Um, but so I I know a lot about night eating, and I have a lot to say about night eating. I actually recorded a podcast episode about it already. But there was this question just came up a lot, and it was not just about night eating. It was about saving up the calories for uh, the end of the day or at night. So. Okay. First of all, why are you doing that? Well, from a migration response, this makes perfect sense, right? Why does it feel safe to eat at night? Because you're migrating throughout the entire day. So your brain thinks, oh my God, there's a famine. We have to look for food. And so your brain and your body is migrating. So there's no, basically no time to look for food. So what happens is, is that at the end of the day slash night, you will probably also feel maybe more mental and physical hunger than, 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 let's say, as opposed to what you felt throughout the day. Of course, there it's like a catch-22, I think that's, is that the saying? Um, obviously, if you're not eating enough throughout the day, your body is going to be at some point like, hey, dude, just give me food, right? So... But it feels, and the, uh, the thing is, why does it feel safer? Again, from a migration response, it feels safer because your brain thinks, okay, famine, there's no, we have to run. We have to run towards food. We have to find food, collect food, then save it up. And then we can rest at the end of the day slash night and eat all the damn food. So that's what your brain thinks now this also happens to a lot of people at a higher quote healthy weight this is something that a lot of people misunderstand and it's very misunderstood also in the regular healthcare system that people will say oh well you're still eating right so it's all fine no it's not because a this is still a biological response your brain still thinks although your weight is higher that you're in a famine because you're under eating guys it's not about your weight it's about the amount of nourishment you give your body and your brain so again quite simple if you need just average number 3000 calories on a monday you're giving it 1955 calories your brain will keep thinking about food up until it gets that those extra calories or the the remnants or the the what's the word the other amount of calories I can't do math right now it's too late to do math it's gonna be girl math and girl math is not mathing so we're not gonna even go there but this is a very normal migration response now having said that is that a normal response in general of course not no absolutely not so if this person, and a lot of people said, first of all, why why do I feel like it s- feels more safe at night? Well, because of this, because of the migration response. But second of all, how can I get rid of that? Well, th- a couple of things. First of all, do you see a pattern of the things that you're eating at night? For instance, let's say the things that you're eating at night, do you also integrate them and implement them throughout the day? So let's say at night you're eating... And we're talking about maybe a window of between 6 p.m. and, I don't know, 2 a.m., something like that. And you're eating chocolate and cookies and whatever. Do you also eat those things during the day or do you really save them up? up until the night? I think you know the answer. I think the answer will be, I'm not eating them throughout the day, or at least not to the full extent of what I need and want, right? So you probably still maybe eat it, but very in a very regimented way. So the first way to break this cycle is just to eat more throughout the day, but then also implement these foods throughout the day. So not just eat more, and this is where dietitians get it so wrong, they will say, okay, just eat more. It's not about that. You have to fill up the delicious deficit throughout the day as well right this is such a vital thing so you can't just expect to for this night hunger and this night eating to go away by you still using up and saving up your calories up until the night first of all like i said it's a normal r- migration response But it's not sustainable. And if you want to get rid of this. How you can get rid of it. Like I said. You have to just make sure you eat those things. That you're eating at night. Also eat throughout the day. But also just your overall intake. You might have to increase that. And also of course watch out with movement. If you're moving way too much. If you're exerting an amount of energy. That you shouldn't be exerting. That's a big one as well. Okay, so um, what else do we have here? Um, okay, this is a good good one. Someone says... Um, so I have to translate it because it's in Dutch. I don't have... Uh, I'm not underweight anymore, and I feel like your eating disorder or my eating disorder is not bad enough to seek help. Well, 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 well. <laughs> if this isn't my niche, I don't know what is. Well, my niche is comorbidity, but also this. I. The thing is, like, I just—it's actually a good good tangent from what I just said. Your. Body weight says nothing about your mental state, right? Nothing, like literally nothing. I know actually a lot of people who have, pro- well, I would say 80% of my clients. I would say between seventy and eighty percent of my clients have never been clinically underweight, or they're not even underweight, and they still have a severe eating disorder. It's it's a very it, it's a genetically thi- a genetic thing as well that some people have these these survival genes that doesn't allow them to lose weight ever, so they just um, will remain at the same weight no matter how little they will eat. And yeah, sure. If you watch all these documentaries, and there's there is a new Dutch one now out, and a lot of people are saying, okay, well, it's a lo- it's yet again about thin white young girls crying over food. Where are the the middle-aged people where are the the guys where are the people at like a you know quote-unquote healthier weight where are the people in larger bodies yeah because this is unfortunately what society shows us so i understand how you feel but i just want you to know that the majority of my clients are actually at a quote unquote healthy BMI. You know how I think about BMI if you're listening to this podcast for a while. And um, so, yeah, I know that it might feel like that, but you deserve all the help in the world and you're sick enough at whatever weight. OK. All right. So the other question was, um, oh, there's so many good ones, guys exhaustion in eating disorder recovery so basically recovery burnout that was a big one as well and so many people said i feel like i can't do it anymore i'm so exhausted this and that yes it is exhausting this is why i always say to everyone you might actually have to carve out a lot of time to work on your recovery because it is very very draining it is something you can't underestimate at all whatsoever so I know that not everyone can do that because of finances and because of school or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's not that easy. I know that, but what can you do? Well, if you're exhausted, that's the only thing you can do is rest and not use this as a cop out to, uh, to restrict again, because trust me, in the long run, you will be way more exhausted if you keep on restricting. So there's that. Um something else someone said the binge restrict cycle how can I get rid of this well well, kind of like what I just said I the binging slash feasting is not the problem it's about the restricting it's the same with the night eating you're most likely restricting throughout the day and usually people binge or feast at night and if you have this primal urge and I was one of those people I had this primal urge to eat everything inside and I you know I was just I couldn't stop now that happened for actually quite a long time uh, but in my case I didn't restrict so that cycle was being broken after month whatever so you have to st- that that cycle the restricting it, it, it I love you guys by the way you just say the binge restrict cycle <laughs> but nothing no follow up so I'm like okay what does this person actually want to know about it I guess how to stop doing it well the binging f- slash feasting keep on doing that I know that sounds like an oxymoron a very uh, not counterproductive but or counterintuitive but that's I actually stand for feasting I work on the restriction part always with clients so you have to work on the restriction part and you know if there's mental restriction going on mental restriction is just as bad as physical restriction so keep in mind that that's a big one um and then do that don't do that just for a couple of weeks just like do that for a long long time because like i said this is this is something that won't just go away overnight your body needs a lot of food to in order to get out of a famine okay how can i find motivation to start recovery good one Well, motivation comes and goes and motivation is something you can't rely on. So you have to be committed. You have to say to yourself, you know what, there's I like I always say, guys, the stars are never going to be aligned for you to feel ready to recover. Never. It's not going to happen. So you can wait all you want, but that's not going to happen. So how you can find the motivation I mean, you can definitely look at certain, you know, Instagram accounts, recovery accounts, or look at people around you and your family, friends, like, okay, these people, you know, these friends of mine inspire me to eat freely without thinking about food or calories or all of that. I think mirroring healthy behaviors is a very good thing. But I am afraid that this person um, who asked this is relying on their motivation and like I said you can never rely on motivation because actually the days where you will you'll learn the most from the days where you feel like the solo on the days where you feel like oh I I hate it right now I just suck at recovery I don't want to do this anymore I want to give up those are the days that if you keep going Honey, sweetie pie that you're gonna you're gonna rock recovery if you're gonna keep on doing the work. So finding motivation depends on the person. But I would say don't depend on it. Like your life depends on it. Don't do that. Um. Okay, I'm going to do one last one because there's so many. And I will do... I think I'm going to maybe do a cute uh, part part two and and part three. Because, by the way, just FYI, my guy friend, my best guy friend is not going to be on this episode. I'm going to probably bring him on the podcast maybe the next time or the other time. I'm not sure. But we couldn't get our calendars aligned again. Okay, someone says... Compulsive standing, inability to sit down, right? Again, migration response. Your body's like, we have to keep being in action. We have to stand. We have to walk. We have to migrate. You have an inability to sit down, you say. Well, guess what? You don't. You have two legs that also allow you to sit down. You have a bum, I assume. And that bum allows you to sit down. So you have to force yourself to sit down. And this is something I know how hard it is because I've was I I've been there. You have to, what, what well, you don't have to do anything. But what really helped for me was finding distractions of uh, like being creative with my hands. So and that usually works the best by sitting down. So let's say drawing, painting, beading, all those things. Whilst listening to a podcast. That is something that really helped me. But you have to sit your ass down. Uh, and if you want to call a friend. Text a friend. You know hold to hold yourself accountable. Do that. But you have to constantly. Make sure that you send the, a signal to your brain. I'm standing up again. I need to sit down. So what you could do is put an elastic hairband on your um, on your wrist and flick it against your wrist like as a signal I also do this with body checking as a signal for uh, sending a signal to your brain of hey I'm standing again I need to sit down so it's you have to force yourself to sit down because it won't be it won't be a natural thing unfortunately so um, oh my god I'm just going through the questions there are so many and I I just barely scratched the surface because I went on and on and on and on about my miserable dating life Uh, (laughs) I hope no one feels bad for me and this is not like I said to for anyone to feel um, compassion or you know I just I do this because I know There's so many people with me out there and who are maybe in their in their 20s and think I have the exact same things that are currently going on in my life. And I also want to have a family and all the things that you want. I'm just a little bit older, maybe, but it's, you know, it's a tough world out there. But um I feel like I didn't answer that many questions. I'm really sorry. I'm going to do that in the second episode. Because otherwise this episode is going to be way, 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 way too long. Um, I promise next episode I will dive into the topics immediately. And answer your questions without doing the whole dating thing. Okay. All right. Um, I think is there any more household stuff? Yes, there is. As you guys know, I did a one time offer very recently. I've already talked about it and like endlessly and I'm still getting questions from from you guys of, hey, are you still running it? It was the one for 300 euro for a month with four 30 minute sessions. The first one will be longer. We'll also work with the DVK recovery method that is now trademarked. Um, I have a current like a wait list of around 35 people on there for that specific program, because it's more of a budget-friendly program. So if you want to be on the wait list for that program, please submit. Uh, It's not on the website. Like I said, if you are in this community, if you watch my Instagram stories, if you um, listen to this podcast, like I said, it's a four-week program of 30-minute session on a weekly basis. And yeah, so that's it and um just submit you can also slide into my dm and ask what it is i hope i will see your dm because i get quite a lot but just you can submit and then i'll definitely answer you okay all right uh that's it for today i hope you have a wonderful rest or start of your day and i'll be here next week bye hey friend thank you so much for listening my goal is to help as many people as possible. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation and support me is by screenshotting and sharing it on social media. And I would find it is so cool if you could leave a review as well on any platform you're listening on. If you're looking for additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at DanielleThenke. See you here next week.